0: This is episode number 22 with rock star chef, Tom Brown.
1: I specialize in a very specific type of security, subconscious security. You're talking about dreams. We create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into
0: that dream and they fill it with their secrets. It's called inception. Hello everyone and welcome to Cerebral Mind Control. My name is Hadlin. I am a hypnotist, magician, mentalist and speaker. Every week I will bring to you a driven, focused artist or entrepreneur and pick their brains on how they have learned to control their minds for success. Thank you so much for tuning in. Here we go. Welcome back to the Cerebral Mind Control podcast. This episode has been brought to you by Hadlin Entertainment, Canada's one-stop shop for premium corporate quality entertainment services. On this episode, we speak and learn from chef Tom Brown, the rock star chef. We learn about how he came to be a chef, his inner secrets, how his mind works, and the food industry. We find out about his new rebranded business, The Rockstar Chef, and how that came to light. We also learn a lot about Tom Brown's advice on how to balance your life from work to personal and how to make it all mesh together. You guys are definitely going to enjoy this episode. Please hit that subscribe button, that like button, that share button. And now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, The Rockstar Chef Tom Brown. All right, we have Tom Brown, the rock star chef. Yeah. How's it going, Good. man?
2: nice to see you, mate. I'm excited about this.
0: Yeah, me too. This is great. We've been we've known each other for quite a yeah, while quite now. Quite a
2: while now. It's at least a couple of years. Hey, time flies by, and does, yeah, yeah, this is. I'm excited to do this today.
0: Yeah, I I want to know your story, and I want to learn from you because ever since I first met you, I've always really looked up to the type of work ethic that you've had mm-hmm. with uh, what used to be. A wild cuisine. Correct. But now you've rebranded.
2: Yeah, we just yeah. recently rebranded it with a whole new website called uh, Rockstar Chef. It's kind of a little f- fun themed idea I had to kind of entertain people more with the food aspect of catering, right. as well as we set up our own culinary clothing kind of themed line with Rockstar Chef, Tooks, hugs, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Very cool. Yeah, it's cool, man. That's awesome, man. Yeah, growth is always a great thing. and I think
2: growth and change is good. Saskatoon's growing at a phenomenal rate, so you got to keep up with it and embrace the change.
0: Definitely definitely so Tom tell me about your story how you got to your current level of success like what did what did you have to go through
2: You have to definitely pay your dues, right? Like you can't just come out of culinary school, which I took the business part, but I never actually took the chef part of the culinary school. Okay, You kind of have to pay your dues, learn from great chefs, work and be a sponge. you got to absorb tons of information and just keep learning, right? You'll never stop learning throughout your hospitality career, but it really takes a good curve of learning to really get a good culinary belt, I should say. Okay. Yeah.
0: And if you could put an hour or an amount of hours to... Your, your training so far. What would you say?
2: Oh, for hours, it's got to be well into <laughs> six figure thousands, right? Like yeah. it's it's countless, right? Even right now, where right? I think I'm a pretty successful chef, right? I still work seven days a week, right? And if you exactly. take a day off, I'll spend it with my daughter, but I can never take a full full day off, right? You always have to do something with work, and you have to you have to bust your ass because there's so many other chefs and great restaurants in Saskatoon that'll beat you if you don't.
0: Right. You and have to
2: be ready to wake up and kick butt pretty much every single day. Awesome. That how many hours a day? From- um, right now I'm probably averaging about eighty two hours a week. Wow. Which is kind of exhausting, right? I'm trying to I did have a little curve of not having full time staff, so yeah staff come and go, that's just part of the industry, right? But exactly. especially with the new launch just after Christmas time, right? It's a it's a big deal for me, right? I really want to progress and grow in the culinary field and I think I love the new name. I love our kind of new culinary attitude, if you will. And this has been a fun learning curve.
0: That's awesome, man. I've been watching your success You're You're in the Mm -hmm. media and all these different outlets all the time. And oh, for I, I one, I them. do like
2: to talk. That's why this is great to do a show with you, Anthony. <laughs> Two, I think I'm a very likable person, which really helps in entertaining and catering people. Right. And you you have to be, you have to be aspect part entertaining, part talent. Right. If you're not open to people and people aren't contagious by your liking. Right. Your food only gets you so far, I think.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Because
2: people could love your food, but say, you know, Tom Brown's a little dry to talk to. Right. Maybe we'll try somewhere else or. Chef Brown was awesome to talk to at the table, answer any questions we had. We love his food. We can't wait to go back there again and again,
0: oh, you know? Right. Yeah, you got to build that relationship. You do have
2: to build that relationship, right? And like you said, I, I'm very social media uh, aggressive. I like to do all things like that. I can go and see TV and global or anything like this. This is great too, right? And anything to do to get your name out there and have fun and just have a passion, right? Never give up.
0: Never give up. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that, that resonates well with me. Because there there has been a lot of times when I wanted to give up. But I just...
2: Oh, and there's so many mistakes people make, right? And you tend to beat yourself up, right? But at the end of the day, you just got to pick yourself up off the floor, right? Don't let anyone else do that. That's one of the biggest things I've learned, right? If it takes a week, takes a month, you pick yourself up after getting knocked down, learn from it, and just move on. If you carry it with you, it's really going to affect how you work. It really will.
0: And have you had, you've had experience with the negative part of that? Yeah, us?
2: definitely the negative part, right? Sometimes, like, for example, my first year was at gold medal plates, right? I didn't okay. even win a single medal. It was really disheartening for me because I wanted to place at least a bronze or a silver, right? Obviously, I was shooting for gold. And then when I didn't even place, I really thought I let my team down and, you know, kind of all your fans, I guess. but. Right. I was really uh, depressed actually for a week or so, thinking I let my family and everyone that because I was building it up so high, and then my friend Rob actually said, "Just give your head a shake, man. You did great. There's always next year. And it's like there is always next year, right? It's an honor to be there. You just kind to kind of take the punches, shake it off, and keep going."
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not how you get knocked down; it's how you get back up.
2: Exactly right, and it is an honor to be there. And sometimes you got to take the, the the smaller wins and not the whole championship. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay,
0: I like that a lot. Now, yeah what would you say was the most important piece of advice that you've received
2: definitely work work your ass off right try not to burst both ends of the candles right you have to have some balance in life right if i work eighty hours a week i still have to find time for a little me time or daddy-daughter time right that's very important if you don't separate yourself that's when the mind games can really mess with your head right if you think that's all you do is work And then when you're feeling low, the lows are like somewhat crippling almost, right? You need to find balance in your life. Even if it's five or 10 minutes out of the day, do something silly, goofy, play a video game, read, do whatever it takes just to get your mind out of the same thing you do every single day. Right. Even if you love it, that's great, right? You still need something outside of the the working world, right? It could be family, hobbies, whatever it is. Take that little bit of time and find balance. That's the hardest thing because sometimes people want to work, 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 right? And then they wonder why they're so cripply depressed sometimes, right?
0: So you're an expert at this then
2: oh well trying to find balance with the daughter really is right because you have to have your daddy daughter times she is at my work quite a bit often too right everyone at work knows Milo. she's in the kitchen a lot that's my daughter Milo. yeah Yeah. so but you have to find some balance right or it just it'll mess with your head really will
0: yeah that's that's awesome man how how do you how do you do that
2: um well since I'm in the kitchen I'm a a good list writer and planner right so I plan stuff outside of work you got to skip pencil it in Daddy-daughter days or we'll go hanging out with a girlfriend and just make it work. Okay, you so see.
0: you have it scheduled right now. I in do. There.
2: I try. It sounds kind of anal, but I, I have pretty much everything scheduled in my life. Right? Yeah, okay. Because it has to be. You only have so many hours in a day, yeah. and my time is very limited, right? So you have to kind of make it all work out. Right. Things do suffer. I don't get to see a lot of my friends. You want to, right? But you got to pick and choose your battles, right?
0: Okay, so now with your scheduling, is there something or somewhere that you learned that? Or?
2: Well, the, especially in the, the kitchen world, it's way different than the outside world, right? People get to take time off at Christmas, Thanksgiving, stuff like that. On those holidays, that's when I'm busiest, right? So right. I, I get to go home for one day at Christmas, but I take the slow winter days, say January and February, and take some time off there, right? right. So you got, you got to know when you're busy. you got to cash in on that, but on the downtime, really cultivate on that, too.
0: Very good. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what motivates you?
2: I think it's definitely part growing up. My dad had a great work ethic, right? And you always want someone to be proud of you. So now, especially I want to kind of, I don't want to say leave a legacy because that sounds kind of corny, right? But I want my daughter to grow up and be like, my dad worked his ass off and he's a great chef and I'm proud of him. That definitely motivates me. Uh, Motivates me, I always strive for perfection, knowing you'll never get it, but that's part of the fun of it too, right? You want to be the best, although you'll never be the best because someone will always take us some new dish that's better than yours. Someone will have way better talent. You can't be the best at everything, right? Right. You can strive for it, and that's what keeps pushing you to kind of be on your A-game.
0: And that's the only way to get closer to it. That too. is,
2: right? And like the, lone, the, the road to perfection is a lonely one, right? Because you'll never reach it, but you're always striving for that pinnacle, right?
0: Right. And I think <laughs> our listeners need to know that, you know, you're striving for perfection. Yes. A lot of people don't even start because they want it to be perfect off the hop.
2: Exactly, right? And people got to know with any career, anything they take on, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be tons of mistakes, right? And like we talked about earlier, right? You get knocked down, pick yourself up, learn from your mistake, and move on. Not everything you're going to do is going to be a grand slam, right? I've created dishes that I love that people hated. They wouldn't even touch, right? (laughs) And it kind of pisses you off, right? And then sometimes I put in, I don't want to say half the effort, but something that was kind of like a a fun and tongue-in-cheek dish. And people love it. So you never know, right? Sometimes you put your heart and soul into something, and it's just not the grand slam you want. But you take the wins when they come, right? Right.
0: And you keep I, that as your... And
2: I'm catering for other people, right? I'm not catering for myself, right? If I, if someone wants steak and potatoes, I'll make them the best steak potatoes I can. Nice. If I want to go outside of the box, um, that's awesome because I love doing wild shit like that, right? Yeah. But you got to cater to what people want, basically supply, supply and demand.
0: Right. Very cool. And you know so much about this. What What would be, for a, for an up-and-coming person in the industry, what would you say to them that would maybe help motivate If we're talking them,
2: about just like just starting whatever career you want any to do, career. yeah, yeah not, I'd yeah. say definitely do your homework. Like I made a lot of silly mistakes not knowing about like business names, registration, GST numbers, how you're dropping thousands of dollars and you haven't even stepped foot in doing anything in your career, right? So you really got to do your homework budget for that right like there's so many costs that the government want from you and that you unforeseen things that happen right that it, it can really hurt your bank right and if you take out a business loan be smart about it right get find out the best you can you don't just because you a good deal say TD doesn't mean you have to get a business loan with TD right, right. shop around talk to people talk to people in the industry do your homework and find out if that product or whatever you're doing is if there's a market for it, right? Not everything wins in Saskatoon or wherever you may live, right? So definitely do your homework and find out if what you're doing will be a success in that area.
0: Now, with a lot of competition in so much Saskatoon, competition, yeah. there's obviously a demand for it, but the supply is higher. What What do you have to do to... Where have you Saskatoon had to people do?
2: like to eat out? That's just the that's his that's why we have the highest restaurant per capita right now. Like it's crazy I how guess many so. restaurants is Saskatoon people love to eat out in Saskatoon, okay. right? Although it might be franchises, cafes, or high end restaurants, right? Yeah. The thing I like about catering is one, the menu is always changing and you can do unique and original stuff that people don't have to walk up and just choose from a menu, right? You can customize a menu to fit their needs and wants for whatever situation they're looking for. So that's where the supply comes on my end, right? Right. Say it be a wedding or barbecue or even a dinner party. I can customize a menu and our Services to fit your needs, right?
0: No limitations. There's no
2: limitations. But if you go to say, I don't want to say the the dreaded M franchise, right? (laughs) But they have a static menu, right? You know what you're going to get and you can move on, right? This way, I'm going to bring the supply and services to you. So that's kind of my kind of little niche, right? There's nothing worse than someone giving you a catering menu and say, these are the three menus to choose from. That's not being hospitable, right? Come on. We're in the service industry, right? Not everyone wants pierogies in Saskatchewan, (laughs) right? And I love pierogies. I'm not bashing them. I love cabbage rolls, but sometimes the old prime beef and cabbage roll menu gets a little old and tiresome, right? You got to Like we talked about earlier, right? Change. Change is great. Exactly. Right.
0: Definitely. 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 (laughs) Man. I'd like to know if we can maybe go back even further. When did you realize that this was your calling?
2: I would, especially like one of my first jobs was at Bonanza in North Balfour, Okay, like The really? very first job ever. And the food wasn't great. I wasn't like, oh, I love cooking here, right? But the people were awesome. The people in the kitchen, the servers, it was like a tight-lipped family, right? And then as I got older, I tried some construction jobs, meat, pasta, and plants, stuff that I just really hated, right? I ended up. I always ended a back in the restaurant job and I loved and had fun there, right and then once I moved to Saskatoon kind of took a little bit more seriously right really decided this is something that I might make what a career out of it then you can kind of focus right but there's a good seven or eight years I pissed away doing absolutely nothing right just partying Hopping from job to job right in North Belfort, traveled for a bit in San Francisco, Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto, just, you know, living the kind of bachelor, right. I, I don't want to have any responsibilities life. <laughs> but once you decide what you really have a kind of passion for, and it kind of seems that the world keeps pointing in your direction and take it seriously. The doors are endless, right? Right. Also growing up, my grandma was always big on big family dinners. That's where I really fell in love with food, right? Every Sunday, the family'd get together, have a potluck style, right? But it was Every always Sunday. changing, right? My grandma is very awfully like, uh, technique, whereas like, we'd serve cow tongue. Uh yeah, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that where it's kinda of seemed all like about pork hocks. But once you eat it, you kinda of fell in love with it. I love cooking awful any chance I get. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's pretty awesome. Wow, that... it, it, It's a little scary to some people and Saskatoon's still not on that whole <laughs> oval train yet. It also it also sounds like awful, which I'm saying oval, not awful, so which is kinda of a little tongue in cheek to you.
0: I would definitely try it. Good. Definitely. Uh my girlfriend, she's uh convinced me to try a lot of what could be strange yep. to some people. Like, for instance, I recently had, well, I guess not recently. It was about a year ago yep. now. I had balut, which is... Uh, Duck fetus egg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How was it? It was pretty good, actually. It, was, it,
2: was... it sounds disgusting when yeah. you think about it like that, though, right? <laughs> but same thing, like, I've had chicken eggs at lots of uh, dim sum places. Not chicken eggs, uh, sorry, chicken's feet.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, they
2: don't call them chicken's feet on their menu. Like, they'll have <laughs> funny names like Phoenix Claw, this and that. <laughs> and then when you try it, you're like, this is actually not bad. It's kind of a little odd to see a bunch of big bowl of chicken feet placed in you. And the texture is a little to describe <laughs> from. But, yeah, once you try it, man, you'll be surprised the stuff you learn and love. Definitely.
0: You five years ago. Yeah. And you now. What's the biggest difference?
2: I've definitely have calmed down in the kitchen. I used to be a pretty big hothead. I'd be swearing and throwing really? okay. people. Yeah. It just, it, it's such a military structured restaurant life, right? You, you have an authority figure. You need everyone to be in their A game, right? And it, it almost seems like bullying, but it's just, aces in their places, right? You have to aggressively let them know what your standards are. And in a short little time, it's a very stressful environment, right? And heads can fly. And I was a hothead, right? I'd, I'd yell at people, swear at people. And then once you, that becomes your thing, you kind of get used to doing that all the time, right? right. So kind of moving out of some of the kitchens I worked at and starting my own catering company really taught me a little bit more patience and toned my temper down a bit. I also think uh, my style of cooking has changed a lot in the five years too, right? I used to be very big on... Had to be local, had to be Canada, 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 everything. Now I'm really, because I'm always a big spicy fiend, right? I love spicy food more than anyone, I swear. So now my, my style is a little bit more Southern cooking, I think. I like big, bold flavors with variety of peppers. Same with Mexican influence. Still keeping it local, right? But it doesn't have to be so Saskatchewan local all the time, right? Especially when I was wild cuisine down at the farmer's market, I try to use everything at the farmer's market possible. That also drive my food costs up, right? Because right. local isn't cheap either, right? So the farmer's market was quite a good venture. I'm glad I'm, I'm doing this my own thing now, right? But it's a good learning curve. Right. So yeah, five years has changed me quite a bit, right? I'm a little bit calmer, changing in different styles. And I think it's great.
0: Very good. Yeah. Now, for you now, currently, what do you see will be the biggest change in the next five years?
2: With food trends, are you asking about? or I'm just, talking about uh,
0: yourself, mentally, business. Well, I, I
2: definitely would like to see, because like I said, uh, Rockstar Chef culinary clothing line, I'd like to see the culinary clothing line kind of take off more and sell in some stores. Mm-hmm. I also to down the road uh produce my own shelf-stable hot sauce because like I said, I like spicy foods. I believe you should invest what you're passionate about, right? So I definitely would like myself to make some kind of hot sauce I'd like seeing people's tables. That's a nice little goal I have.
0: Nice. Yeah. Oh. I'll be one of the first to buy. Please that. do, yeah. No, I love, no, hot I love sauce. spicy.
2: I think there's a definitely niche in Saskatoon for spicy heads, right? Or pepper oh, yeah. heads, as you want to call it. So, especially with the new trends of scorpion chilies, ghost chilies, and the new Trinidad, or sorry, not Trinidad, a uh, Carolina Reaper chili, which is the hottest pepper on the planet. Oh yeah, uh, two million Scoville unit. It, it is insane. <laughs> I haven't tried it yet, but the scorpion pepper is a million and a half, and that rocks my face off. So I can only imagine the Carolina Reaper.
0: You've eaten the and whole. The, Pepper?
2: I've been eaten the whole pepper. No okay. way, no way. It's like a little <laughs> freckle of okay. pepper. Yeah, it is very. You have to try it with like tweezers. Like it's that spicy. Really? It'll embed in your cutting board and like make other foods you use on there spicy. Just the oils. It's that hot. Holy. Well, if you take uh, have for instance a habanero that's just three hundred thousand scoville unit, it's probably twenty one times harder than that. And habaneros are spicy.
0: Yeah, and I can't handle a yeah, habanero. Yeah, so,
2: so imagine the scorpion pepper <laughs> or the Carolina Reaper, right? Like, wow, you can't you can't even <laughs> really cook with it unless you have a a nice little niche a group of people.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Funny story is uh, when I had a habanero, I was dared to eat the whole thing at once, <laughs> and so I'm chewing on it, yeah. which just makes it hotter. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as soon as I swallowed it, I was dying. I went into the fridge. I was grabbing hummus and like shoving it in my mouth. (laughs) Anything anything, to kind of
2: neutralize it?
0: Yeah, anything cold, it was just like milk and water. Water doesn't help.
2: (laughs) No, water doesn't. Sometimes it fuels that fire. Same with milk, right? A a funny joke we used to do in a few of my past kitchens, right? If anyone was dicing habaneros or jalapenos, you'd tell them they'd have something on their face so they'd wipe it off. (laughs) Getting jalapeno habanero on their face, and it's brutal, right? Because if you get it on your lips and stuff like that, it starts burning instantly, right? Yeah. <laughs> or if you forget to wash your hands before going to the bathroom, right? That's another little <laughs> joke you pull on yourself almost.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's pretty funny. What are some of the, I guess, other chef or kitchen terms that maybe the general public doesn't know about?
2: Um, One of the, some of the common ones I use is your mise en place, which means to have everything in, in your place, or the mise, as we like to call it for short. So mise en place is just to have... Everything you need in place, right? So you're not running around. If you're on seafood, have your seafood knives, your seafood prep, all the stuff. Have everything in place. Okay. Uh, in the weeds means you're up shit creek, you're in trouble, and you need to get yourself out of it, right? <laughs> uh, so if I'm yelling, you're in the weeds, get the fuck out, that means you're crashing, you need to get yourself out of there because this ship, this ship is sinking.
0: Okay. So, so- that. When would that just that... means you're
2: in trouble when you have lots of bills. Some people start okay. panicking when sometimes it's like an avalanche, right? You make one mistake, it kind of seems to make another one, another one, and you're in quicksand. You're trying to fight to get out. Sometimes you just need to stop, give your head a shake, say I can do this, and work your way through it, right? Sometimes people can't. Sometimes your day, you have a bad day, right? And then, then that's another shitty thing about people in Saskatoon were critiquing everything right you don't know if they've had a terrible day right every place deserves I think two chances right if, if it's two chances two separate occasions they've really messed up on either service or food then you could say yeah that place really needs to work on something right but right. every place deserves a second chance
0: definitely okay
2: some more terms hey uh, well uh- and FNG, fucking new guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Especially when you can't remember people's names, FNG is really great. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> um,
2: that's all I can think of off the top of Lame. my head. Yeah.
0: No, those are good. I like those. That's stuff I never knew. <laughs>
2: yeah. Mise en place is one When the biggest ones. in the Mise or in, in the weeds is just general cooking terms, right? Uh, you can get a little more upscale, right? Are you going to have like, uh, cooking terms like, uh, stuff like that, but just common stuff for your own kitchen, right? Just stuff like in the weeds and mise en place. Yeah.
0: Very good. Now cooking, you know, you have that term when you're, I forget, what it what was the one where you're up shit creek?
2: Uh In
0: the weeds. In the weeds. Yeah. In the weeds, okay. Yeah, when that, that must happen every once in a while. And lots of times. Lots, lots of, of times. times.
2: Not, not so much when you have smaller... I find when I'm in bigger kitchens with way more staff, yeah. it happens way often. When you have two or three people, right, you have tighter control, right? It's easier to control yourself and two other people than it is yourself and ten other people, right? right? So like, I've worked in a few hotels and stuff like that. It gets really... Uh, Harder in your time management to finding where everyone aces in their places, right? Because one small break in the link ruins the whole chain, right? So if you have a few weak cooks, or a few weak servers, it really affects everyone.
0: This would probably be one of the fastest paced careers. Or I jobs, think it is extremely right?
2: fast paced. And that's why I think a lot of cooks, people in the hospital, and in chefs tend to. I don't use the term party hard, but play hard, right? So Mm -hmm. you work hard and play hard, right? Because it is very hard on your body and mind, right? You have sore backs, you're on your feet 12, 14, 16 hours a day. You hardly get to see your family if you have one or loved ones or friends, right? So when you do go out, you seem to go out in the extreme. It's one extreme to the next, right? Right. And like I said, if you can find balance, awesome, right? But back in even five years ago, 10 years ago, before I had my daughter, right? I drank quite a bit and did the occasional drugs, right? You partied hard. You're working endless hours. You need it's something to fuel that fire and get your mind out of stuff, right? That's why I think it's very easy to fall in the demons of alcoholism and drug addicts and stuff like that because it's a very hard industry on your mind. It's hard to turn your brain off when you get home, right? You don't sleep very much. That's why I think it is prone for, like I said, demons like that. Right. Could you maybe supply some sort of advice for people that might be going through that? Backtracking, definitely finding balance, right? And finding different outlets, right? If you're used to having a joint or a beer after work, right? Maybe you just kind of change that up and say, I'm going to go for a run after work, right? Or go home and play with your kids or... Video games, if you like video games, just kind of changing your habit, right? I, I have a kitchen at the brewery, so yeah, I like to have beers after work, <laughs> right? But it's definitely, one, I don't want to get beer fat. <laughs> and, and two, it's very easy to get in that routine of always having two or three beers after work. And then before right. you know it, it's six beers, right? I find a lot of people that are drinking or partying too much who aren't happy where they are, right? Just because you're making decent money and you're on a respectable level doesn't mean you can't change, right? You have to be happy, right? If you're not happy with the food you're serving, eventually you're going to down a real spiral, right? You'll burn out or you'll turn into booze and drugs and all that stuff too. So yeah, find balance, be happy and compassionate and find passion, right? Love what you're cooking, right? If you're miserable, your food's going to taste miserable, you're going to be miserable. Anything you do it doesn't have to be cooking, right? Right. I'm sure if you hated what you're doing, right, you'd be a pretty miserable, fuck, right now. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Right? Oh yeah. And and being happy <clears throat> is a reflection on building your career, right? Invest what you're passionate about. Do what you're happy. You might be broke for many years. Maybe I'm still broke. I'm broke my whole life just because I make a lot of money. I spend that much more money now, right?
0: Right, because there's a lot more expenses. A lot at more this expenses, level.
2: and it just—I I could be a millionaire or I could be a minimum wage guy. You just kind of money comes in and out, right? I don't dwell on money, right? Because money does make the world go round, but it doesn't make my life go around, right? Definitely, people want more money, and it, you do need money to survive, right? But there are better things in life than money, for sure.
0: That's really powerful. Yeah. I like that a lot. Thanks. I'm, I'm going to quote you on that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> now, since you deal with teams quite often, yep. you're a leader, obviously. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the best way to have people do what you, or to command Definitely, not, it's funny because I had a uh, discussion
2: with some other chats about this not too long ago, right? There's a difference between a boss and a leader, right? Mm-hmm. Being a bossy boss You are the head of authority, right? But you're not being respectful, right? You're bullying your staff. You're not going to get them to work well for you, right? Being a leader, people wanted you to succeed and return they succeed, right? Treat your staff really well, right? They're going to help you be successful and return they'll be successful, right? If you can get a staff that you treat them with respect that want the same goal as you and they appreciate it, they'll work their asses off for you, right? And you'll work your asses off to give them what they need in life, right? But if you're a bossy little prick, right? And you're just like, well, I'm the boss. You got to do this. You got to do that and kind of belittle people and just respect them, right? They're going to steal from you. They're going to quit on you. They're going to take sick days when they're not sick, right? It's a chain reaction, right? Be a leader, not a bossy boss, right? Have people want to be, you succeed in return, they'll succeed.
0: Very powerful, man. Well, it's, it's the truth,
2: right? Have you, yeah. I can remember every shitty boss I had in life that was the laziest prick, right? Sit on their butt, not do the work, right? How can you expect people to want to follow you or succeed, right? Right. That's just reality.
0: Yeah, that's a good good way to look at it. Yeah. And I'm sure that a lot of the uh, successful leaders, they have a similar mind frame to that. And a lot of people need to be able to make that shift because, mm-hmm. yeah, I've had a lot of jobs where seriously, like, are you serious, man Well, exactly
2: like, right, and, and at the same time, work <laughs> is work right you people shouldn't take it personal unless you're personally being attacked right yeah. staff's gonna come and go right i I just recently had some staff go right. It sucks. it was a little disheartening, right, especially because they texted me and they not give me my two weeks, right oh, yeah, no. I was pissed, but life goes on, right? you just work on rebuilding your team, and that's just another hurdle life gives you right right. People are going to come and go. You can't have people with you for your entire life. If you are, your one lucky leader, right? Because that team loves you to death, and that's what they want to do the rest of your life, right? But at the same time, people come and go. Be respectful of them. At same, On the other aspect, give your proper nudists. Don't burn bridges, right? There's so many bridges where everyone knows everyone's business in Saskatoon, and eventually you burn too many bridges, you're not going to be able to get a job or be a leader anywhere in Saskatoon.
0: What would you say, sorry, I had the question, but I, sorry. It was perfect for that. Okay, (laughs) that happens sometimes. I'm just going to go to a question that I I ask almost everybody on the podcast. And that is, if you could leave behind one piece of, maybe it's a book, maybe it's a TV show, movie, any sort of media that people consume, and when someone watches it, listens, or reads it, It screams Tom Brown.
2: There's two books, I'll say, (laughs) because I'm an avid Hunter S. Thompson fan. He's a very lived life to his fullest. He was a little eccentric. Did did dabble in alcoholism and drugs and stuff like that, but was a brilliant man, right? So Fear and Loathing Las Vegas is my all-time favorite book he ever did. And that's... Pretty much doing what you want, living life to the fullest. Yeah, I'm not going to support, you know, going to Vegas with a suitcase full of drugs. At least that many drugs anyways. <laughs> but live life to your fullest and see Bill be brilliant doing that. That's what I like about Hunter S. Thompson. He ever did every, he did everything in life that he wanted to do on his own terms. He, yeah, sadly he did take his own life, right? But he was a roller coaster of fun, right? And he was a brilliant man and I love him for that. So that's one of the books I'd say. Definitely, uh, the movie Alice in Wonderland, right? I think people should, be passionate and use your imagination, right? Life should be fun, imaginative, crazy, scary. All the stuff Alice in Wonderland is, that's what life is, right? Don't, don't turn off your imagination. Have fun and enjoy the ride down the rabbit hole. Very good. Yeah,
0: cool. Man, those are, those are awesome. Uh, I,
2: I, am, I can't repeat this enough. I'm a huge Hunter S. Thompson fan. I even have a Hunter S. Thompson tattoo that's, by the Ticket to Ride because he's just HST because he's just, I'm such a passionate follower of his.
0: Wow, that's awesome, man. I I didn't know that there was a book. I've seen the movie. Yeah,
2: no, it, yeah, there was a book. Uh, there was a,
0: of course there's a book. Yeah, because <laughs> the movie was really good. And then, of course, the book would be even better.
2: But but it's funny because he likes to put himself in his own stories he writes, right? Now, granted, right, you're, in, you're on that many drugs, drink that much. You can't tell what's fictional, or what's not, right? <laughs> but 80% of it was the, the scenes did take place. Whether or not that is accurate, no one will ever know, right?
0: Right. Definitely. Yeah. That's cool. That reminds me of uh, a book I just read where you're not sure hundred percent if it was real or not. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, the way of the peaceful warrior. Okay. And yeah, the, just, there's a character in it that you're at the end of it. You're like, was he even a real person? Or was or he is? imaginary? Yeah. That
2: kind of messes with your head a little bit, right? Yeah.
0: Cause the whole time you like, you get engaged with this character and you're like at the end, well, what, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay. But anyways, It's very similar to that question. But if you could or had to leave behind something and all your work, your website, all your history was all deleted from the internet, from except people's minds would still stay there, Mm -hmm. and you had the opportunity to choose a book, TV show, a movie, and this would teach people about a very important lesson and your a family, your daughter, everybody near to you would have to learn it and apply it.
2: That's a very deep question. (laughs) So one piece that if everything in my existence would raise, except that would have to be one of my favorite. And one of my first cookbooks I ever purchased was, is the chef I called Fergus Henderson, Fergus Henderson called nose to tail. It was basically he cooks everything in the whole beast. So he uses everything from the pig's tail to the pig's feet to the head cheese every single bit, and that's just, in my industry, in life, use everything up, right? Don't waste. Know what you're doing, learn, take the whole beast, use it either on yourself or give some away, right? But take life, don't waste.: That's powerful.: And uh, Fergus Henderson is a phenomenal chef. He was the one that coined the phrase "knows the tail right," and he's just an icon of among, mine, icon among the, in the food industry.
0: And that applies to so many different levels. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's cool. I'm gonna. I say cool that, That's cool. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> I'm gonna take that lesson into my life, into my business. Yeah, and,
2: like don't waste stuff and try to use up as much as you can, whether it be life, friends. You can apply that to everything. Not that I was pre-planning this answer, right? Because I'm like, but it makes sense.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's that's awesome, man. I like that. Now, when you are working with your team and mm-hmm. it's extremely busy and how do you prioritize like obviously maybe it's almost subconscious now, mm-hmm. but how do you, how do you prioritize what's most important? And this could be maybe just on a day to day basis, but it could also be. I think be-
2: prioritize uh, a lot of stuff with food has come down to is food cost and time, right? Stuff that'll take most time, whether it be time. prep, You get the stuff that takes the most time to prep, by the way. Same with you have tables up. Say you have four tables, completely different orders. I got to know what's going to take the longest so everything's out at the same time, right? So knowing what my food is, what my food cost is, and that's the biggest. Labor and food cost is the killer in our industry, right? Labor and food cost, you, you either be on top of it or that's what bankrupt people, right? So knowing exactly how much each disc goes out and making sure it goes out at the same time, for time wise, right, it's probably the biggest thing, right? Subconsciously, I know exactly what takes the longest right. and what everything costs because I do all the shopping. <laughs> it just happens,
0: yeah, uh, happens automatically for it, you.
2: It, well, it does. to it, it takes practice, right? Especially with like and stuff. Sorry about that. Yeah, all good. With uh, and labor too, right? Labor is crazy. Like they, it's just a killer, right? Like seventy percent. This is a statistic of restaurants fail the first two years they open up. Only wow. a small number really? that do succeed. Say forty percent actually get above break even. Whoa. So restaurants that do are open, right? They're probably not making money and they're consistently losing money, right? Yeah. That's, That's just amazing. the way you do. When you have that many restaurants, there's a way everyone can survive. Even with all these new bakeries and everything opening up, I'm not going to name names. I'd like to see in a few years what actually survived the, the tale of time, especially bakeries. Bakeries would be the hardest thing I think to make it go at. You have the latest hours, the longest hours, and people don't want to spend only so much on bread. Right. Right. And you have to sell a lot of bread to pay your bills or pastries.
0: When you are finding and people to work with you, mm-hmm. what do you look for in those people?
2: I definitely like to know if they, we have similar characteristics, right? I think okay. uh, similarities, people attract same kind of attitude and stuff like that. I definitely think on your toes, right? I like people that can think outside the box and don't just wait exactly for them to tell me what to do if they can take the stuff I show them and go with it that's way better than a robot right I don't I don't want monkeys working for me that because you can have those on assembly line right this is an assembly line I need people to think outside the box and think for themselves right I don't want them changing my dishes right but if something the problem arises I want them to be able to kind of solve it without me holding their hand I hate babysitting I really hate babysitting <laughs> and some people you have to right I try not to have introverts like that where they have to be told exactly what to do and hold their hand on the way that's just not my Style, right? I'm not saying they have no business in the food industry. That's just not my era of where I want them in.
0: Right. For your for your speed and your for,
2: style, it's and just, just yeah, you have to get people to match your style, right? I'm a little bit all, more alternative person, so I have a lot of people with tattoos, crazy hairs, piercings, because that's what I'm like too. So you, you know similarities. you like branding match it too. Really. It is branding, right? Rockstar chef. is really about let us be your rockstar chef, right? I want to entertain people now. I want to cook my ass off for them. I want them to enjoy the food, and I want them to have repeat business, right? Right. Very good, man. Because every good dish I make, they'll tell three or four people. Every dish you fuck up, they'll tell 10, 15 people. <laughs> Especially with social media now, man. People can tear you a new asshole so quick, right? And it catches like wildfire, right? Social media is the blessing and a curse, right? It yeah. really is. And so many people, and so many people think they're food critics, right? They take pictures of this. <laughs> they have their blogs at home, right? But they kind of even like chop a carrot, right? <laughs> And I'm not bashing food critics, I love food critics, right,
0: <laughs> yeah, but well, of so, course, many, so, so many people understand. think they're an
2: expert now, Yeah. right, or so many people that go through the the culinary program, get their Red Seal, but haven't cooked five minutes in a real kitchen, right, come out with this attitude like they're top share, right, I, I love knowledge, right, that's so good that you grabbed all that, right, but you still got to know what it's like to work in the kitchen, right, it's not ten people making one soup, right.
0: Yeah, it's a lot different to be in the field. And the same
2: thing, right? Someone that can bust his ass in the kitchen, right? Still needs that knowledge you learn in school too, right? You need the whole pie. Just a couple slices fill you up for a bit, right? But you need that whole pie to make you an awesome chef. Right. Or whatever you want to be in the industry or in what you're doing in life. Exactly. Yeah.
0: You got to figure out all the different aspects and improve everything. Use social
2: media like this interview right here. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. And... By the way, why don't we go through and list off everywhere that people can find you?
2: Yeah, that'd be great. We just launched our new uh, Rockstar Chef website, www.rockstarchef.ca, where you can find our clothing line that's sold online. Or if you have any questions about catering services, uh, just shoot me an email. My email is uh, rockstarchefzero at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Rockstar Chef, Hospitality. My Twitter is uh, rockstarchefzero. Instagram. Rockstar Chef Zero and YouTube, Thomas Rockstar Chef Brown.
1: Perfect. Uh, that's a lot
2: of uh, spewing of social media, right? Yeah. But if you just find one of them, right, shoot me an email. Or if you're swinging by, come to Prairie Sun Brewery. That's where my cafe is at. It's at 2020 Quebec Ave. Ask for Chef Thomas Brown. And if I have time, we'll come and chat and uh, try some food.
0: Perfect. Yeah. And all of your links, I'm going to put them in the show notes of this episode so that way everyone can find them all in one one place that's awesome no i appreciate and, uh, that and thanks
2: this has been a blast right i like talking i like shooting the shit and talking about what i love so it's been fun thank you
0: yeah no and i have a few more questions okay if good you, if you have a few sure, more minutes that's yep. good because uh and which by the way everyone you'll be able to find the this podcast is episode number 22 so it'll be awesome. hadland.com slash cmc dash two two and I can't believe I'm at 22 episodes. That's crazy. Hey, oh, yeah. I bet you
2: just flew by from when you first did your first I did. one. And I bet you these are so much smoother than, yeah, they <laughs> than are. the yeah. pre-teens. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. No, I've, I've improved a lot. My interviewing skills are still still getting better at them. I forget some questions that I have on my mind. It
2: happens, right? And sometimes you get engaged in the conversation, right? And you just start thinking about something else.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's cool. <laughs> that's, what, that's
2: why it's cool to shoot the shit.
0: Yeah, no, that's all this is, really. it. You know, we, we delve into... Your mind and all the everyone else's minds and try to figure out what makes you tick. And But before we get into any more questions, was there something specific that you wanted to touch on?
2: Um, I think we talked about pretty much finding balance in your life, right? Uh, I, I do think people have to be prepared to work their ass off, right? I don't take sick days. I'm not saying people shouldn't take sick days, right? But if you have a little bit of a cold and you take a sick day, maybe you should have toughed out and went to work, right? I think people are getting a little exposed to being a pussyfied these days, right? <laughs> but they seem to take time off for anything, right? I think people should really get back to working your ass off, right? Wake up in the morning ready to kick butt, whatever you do in life and the world will reward you for it. That might not be everyone's philosophy. That's mine. So if you don't like it. You can Fuck off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. And uh, so you do sometimes 16 hour days.
2: Yeah, sometimes. Especially lately when I was short staff, right? Now that building team up again. Uh, It it does wear on you sometimes when it's busy. It's really easy to get through when you have slow parts and you realize, ah, my feet are kind of sore. I wish I was sitting down. Uh, At the end of the day, you want to be success, right? Yeah. Sometimes I wish I could be hanging out with my daughter, my girlfriend a little bit more, right? But the work has to get done and the people aren't forgiving, right? If. If I'm having a bad day or I take close down two hours early because I was tired, people aren't going to care why they close down. They're just going to be mad that they didn't get their food. Right. People love you to death, but they'll turn on you like sharks, right? (laughs) So at the end of the day, you got to bust your ass. Like I said before, work your ass off. Try to please customers. Customers are so important, right? Everyone has this little pretentious attitude now that they can dictate what the customer wants. At the end of the day, they pay your bills, right? Comes customer service, customer service, customer service, right? Please the customer, whatever it is you're doing. Supply the product you said you have at 100% and work your ass off.
0: Very good. I like that, man. Thanks. That's good. Um, It's a good mindset to have, too, because you're right. There
2: I think people have this little attitude these days, right? Where they get to dictate what they should do for the customers. Customers pay your bills, man. Exactly. Especially in, in if I'm the hospitality nice. industry. That's all I'm doing is serving customers, right? So why would I dictate what they want, right? When they're giving me their business, right? I don't need a pat on the back for saying, thanks for good job. You paid for the food. It should be good. It's right? plain simple, right? Don't get me wrong. I like pat on the backs and compliments, right? <laughs> but it should be expected, right? It should be expected. You paid for a service and a food. I cook my ass off and give you that. Exactly. If you want to reward with compliments or gratuity, awesome, but it, people shouldn't expect it, right? They really shouldn't, right? And people get kind of off track with gratuities too, right? People think they should get this money and that money, right? Just because you pour coffee, right? I think if people go above and beyond, they will be rewarded like that, right? People expect to get money for doing minimal work. You can fuck off too, right? Seriously, right? You should be expected to get free money for doing admiral service.
0: Right, yeah. I sometimes
2: see, like, a tip option at the off sale when you're buying beer. Why am I tipping you when exactly. I pick up my own beer? Like, that just blows my mind. Yeah. But I'm sure some people do, right? I'm not going to tip you for doing nothing. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah, maybe if you grabbed the beer, brought yeah. it to the front for me, Put brought it, in it to my car. car. Yeah. Right? You
2: know, something like that, right? <laughs> I think people get way too carried away thinking all this money is earned.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you got to... Think of the end user, the the customer. Exactly right. And not everyone's
2: gonna tip you, right? You might work your ass off, serve sort of the best food on the planet, and you don't get any tip. They may doesn't be a tipper, right? At the end of the day, who cares? Right? You did your job, they're happy. Yeah, a tip would have been great. Shit happens, right? You you don't get rewarded all the time that you think you should. And sometimes when you thought you didn't do that great a job, they thought it was a million dollars and tip you way more than you expected, right? Yeah. Everything evens out, right? It yeah, you get what you, you you get what you work karma. for. Yeah, right? you get what you work for. Exactly. Good good line.
0: And that's exactly why you are as successful as you are cuz you're hustling, you're working hard every single day. And I just I want to take some time just to acknowledge you cuz you've always been someone, I think I said this already that mm-hmm. I've looked up to because of your your work ethic with with now Rockstar yep. chef and all the accomplishments that you have. Thank I you. Can, I appreciate I that. I can see how much work you put into everything. And I know that you're just that type of person that, you know, you, you do what you want to do. You go out there and you're working hard for yourself and anybody else that, you know, isn't on your path.
2: It's their loss. You, exactly. You, you <laughs> no, deflect and I, and I them and that's awesome. No, I appreciate that, right? Man. Like, cause, uh, like it, there hasn't been a, like 2014, 2015, could have been better years, right? There was a lot of struggles and trying to, failures, right? And then I think this new name change, right? It was something I was planning for half a year, right? And trying to launch it, right? And, and nothing's cheap, right? Everything takes time and money. And When you're working as much as I do, right? It's hard to find, take on a new task and a new project, right? But you got to push yourself, right? Find ways to do it. And if you can't, well, maybe I got to put this in a different direction, right? Don't right. try to do the impossible climb. If you know you can't do it and everything says you can't, maybe find a different route, right? Just because I want to be the best pizza person on the planet and everyone says your pizza is okay, maybe I should try making something different, right? <laughs> just because I think it's going to be the best on the planet if people are accepting on it, right? Maybe I'm going like, to make the best steak on the planet. You know, just kind of know... What the crowd's telling you, what your your mind's telling you, right? Sometimes right. I want something to be a success so bad, and it's just not working out. You got to put down the back burner and try a different route.
0: Right, you're,
2: you're and and I listening. say that like it's casual, like I can do that. Sometimes it takes me a long time to put something on that back burner, right? Sometimes you want something to be so successful or go a certain route, right, and it just doesn't work, and it's hard to sometimes swallow that. But eventually, you got to say, this isn't working. What can I do to make this work? Right. And yeah, 2014, 2000, huge learning curves, right? My, my daughter's uh, four years old now. Right. So she needed way more time in the last couple of years. Right. She needs her dad around. Right. I'm a single dad. So that takes up a lot of time too. Right. And trying to find balance with daycares, work and stuff like that shit and vehicles breaking down on you, man. Sometimes oh, man. <laughs> when you have bad luck, it goes on forever. Right. But I think 2016 is going to smooth out. And I think that karmas is going to start turning positive again.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Just keep on working hard (laughs) is, you know, you're playing the long game.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? I'm sure even when I'm in retirement age, I'll have some other project I can do on after retirement, right? I like projects. I keep doing stuff. I have a very tough time relaxing even when I'm home. I like a cheesy horror movie now and then and play with my daughter, but it's really hard for me to turn my brain off sometimes.
0: You know, and that's not that bad of a thing. No, it's I not. That's good because a lot of people have a hard time turning their brain on. To yeah, begin I agree. With. <laughs> There's a lot of people that problem, eh? Hey?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what would you say are maybe the top three or even just the number one uh, piece of advice, business advice that has helped you grow?
2: Uh, definitely, like I kind of tapped on before, do your homework, right? Yeah. Uh, Definitely budget money, right? If you don't have tons of money to take on this project, find what's going to get you that goal, right? Because if you're starting a new project, a new business with zero income, your business won't take off. You might hear that fluke story where someone used social media or Kickstarter or something like that, right? But in the real world, right, it takes money to start a business. No matter if it's a home sweater business, cupcake business, whatever it is, it takes time and money, right? Do your homework. Find out how you're going to reach your goal and set timelines, right? And if you're not setting those timelines, find out why, right? Go on the dragon's den, go on whatever, <laughs> whatever might help you kickstart it. Even the Kickstarter program is a great program, right? But yeah, find money because money is such an admin part of starting a business. There's so many costs you don't foresee, right? So many costs that when I start up wild cuisine, man, just blew me out of the water, right? And it's a learning curve, right? I like to go back now and say, I would have done this and that, right? But I can't. I can't go back in time, learn from it, move on.
0: I think it's better that you have that lesson, though.
2: Oh, it totally is, right? Sometimes it can be financially crippling, right? Especially in the the restaurant business, right? It takes a lot of money out of you, right? And sometimes people can't be a success. If it's a failure, some people have to say, I might have to go bankrupt and do something else, right? Some people want to fight till the bitter end, and your family's destroyed, your personal life's destroyed, you're financially crippled, right? Life ain't worth that, right? Is ain't? If you can't get that dream, maybe it's the wrong dream.
0: Yeah, no one to uh, fold your cards. Exactly, right?
2: Walk away. Yeah, no one to run. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're not selling out, and you know. Always keep to your core uh, values, right? Keeping
2: your core values, right? Some people like to throw the word "sellout," right? A lot of bands and stuff like that. Bands are a business, right? Bands are a career, right? If they want to get their face on a million records and do stuff like that and make their lives better, more financially, I don't really consider that selling out per se, right? But if you are totally one side, see, I'm eco friendly, and then I sell out to the. Oil that's business exactly and do it. something against the planet, then you're selling out, right? Then you're being a shithead just trying to make money, right? Exactly. But you have to really kind of take that word, right? If I did something that's bettering my band, my business with income, and I still have my same ministry uh, mission statement, then that's not selling out, right? People yeah. and people will turn on you, like I said, they'll type their blog saying such and such. Oh, Tom Brown shouldn't have changed star ship. He sold out. <laughs> Well, fucking say that to my face. People have said that. No, they haven't. Okay, but I'm just this a what if scenario, right? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh man, this has been such a great time so far. It's been I've, I've fun. learned a lot about you and just. Also, a lot that I can apply to my own business.
2: And that's cool, right? Because I can see you being a sponge and like listening, right? Like, And even like hearing anyone talk, right? People never stop learning, right? You should always be a sponge, right? You're never going to know everything, right? People that say they know that, they're the Kevin O'Leary's of the world. (laughs) If you don't know who Kevin O'Leary is, I I like Kevin O'Leary, but he seems to be on a little tear lately.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. I'm not really sure what you're referring to (laughs) exactly, but okay. Kevin O'Leary. So, now, Tom, I have a, maybe a few more questions. Okay. And, yeah, that's I think we've had a lot of information I think so we, far, man. It
2: seemed time flew by, too. We seemed to hit on a lot of topics, right? Yeah. Like, I, lo- I love talking about the food industry, right? So, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. The last time I looked, we were at 20 minutes. Now, we're at 50. That's crazy. Just like that. Yeah. That was awesome. I, I'm having a, a blast right Thank now. Thank you. No, and
2: thanks again for having me here, man. This is fun, right? So, shoot away. What's uh, What else yeah. you want to talk about?
0: All right. Um, what would be maybe your best piece of advice for someone to help to balance their life
2: i find planning my weeks out right planning when you're gonna have and even when i schedule it in plan when i'm gonna have time off and doing this that it doesn't always work half the time right but at least you're making the attempt right, right. i find lists and organizations very good if you're not a list person right just pick a day where you do something for you your slowest day, say you Sunday, right? I'm going to take Sunday and do whatever I want to do, not work stuff. Pick one day. If that doesn't work. Take a half day. Take a morning, take a try to have that routine so you look forward to that day too, right? You do whatever it is, go play sports, go for a swim. Go to a concert, party. I don't fucking care, right? Do whatever you want on that certain time and just stick to it, right?
0: Yeah, as long as what you do on that day doesn't affect your other days. Exactly,
2: right? And not everyone can have the luxury of doing that, right? There would be a lot of times I'd like to take Sunday off. You can't, right? But you still got to make that effort, right? Uh, if you don't have a lot of time, I like horror movies, right? I'll make sure I'm going to watch a new horror movie tonight, right? And bang one off on Netflix, right? That's what some of my... Relaxation. I love scary movies.
0: Nice. You know what? What's your favorite one?
2: Oh, my goodness. There's so many, right? Especially in 2016, this is a little fun advice. They're coming out with a Saw 8 movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Annabelle 2 movie, Jeepers Creepers 3 movie, and another Chucky movie. So my favorite of wow. scary movies and another Halloween movie by Rob Zombie. So 2016 is going to be awesome. I love the Saw franchise. I love really gory, in-depth movies like that. But still, Chad's Play and Chucky, I can't get enough of that.
0: Now, with magicians, uh, yep. we, and music, it happens with musicians mm-hmm. too, you know, you get together and you jam. Is that something that happens in your world?
2: They do have like a, a chef's association where lots of chefs hang out and talk about stuff like that. But a lot of the little chefs can be prudish in Saskatoon, so it wasn't really my bag, right? But I definitely have my favorite restaurants. I try to hit up once a week and talk to the chefs there, okay. ask them how their week's going, nice. stuff like that. It's really hard to get a lot of chefs to meet on the same page, right? Because our schedules are so fucked.
0: Right. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are working. Yeah, You're it is. You're all working a lot. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Definitely check out Tom Brown, the rock star chef. Hmm. Go have some food at Prairie Sun. I went there recently. It is awesome, and I've I've been eating your food for the last couple of years because of a group that we were together yep. and a part of. He's the man, guys. You gotta go check it out. Oh man,
2: I appreciate. It. Thanks you for having this interview. Food, this was man. fun, man.
0: Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Thank you so cheers. much Thank for coming you, my out, friend. This was great. Awesome. Cheers. cheers.
2: Yeah, I like how we both said cheers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, there you have it, guys. That was episode number 22 of the Cerebral Mind Control Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and supporting this podcast. Please be sure, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and share this with somebody close to you who you feel would benefit from listening to this episode. I'd like to thank Chef Tom Brown, the rock star chef, for taking some time out of his extremely busy schedule to make it into the studio and to do this episode and to have a conversation. I had such a blast. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I need your help. I need you to help me grow my audience. I need you to not only subscribe, but to like my Facebook, my Twitter, Instagram, follow me on Snapchat. Just go to hadland.com slash connect and you'll get all the links that you will need to support me in all those different areas. Thank you so much once again. Have a great day and remember, go out there every single day and work as hard as you can towards your goal. Yes. Let's do it.
1: We're going to light you up harder than the Serengeti. We'll take you to a very special place. Because Lexi's on the drums and Earl's on the bass. And Jones will make you dance your worries away. There's no need to rush because we're all here to stay. We're going to party with you all night long. Saskatoon, you got to sing along. And say rock steady, say. Come on. Steady, rocky, say. All you got to